Lecture Topic Becoming a True Slave of Allah, Session 1. As mentioned previously, these malfuzat of the Akabir are extremely beneficial. One is the words that they have mentioned and the other is how it will be just conveyed in somebody else's words. So though that is what normally does happen all the time, that the teachings of these Akavir is what is conveyed, but conveying it in their own words has its own benefit and its effect. The ikhlas with which they express something, those words also carry that nur. So this is the reason that in these gatherings once a month we have this little program so rather than just give some talk we read out from the books of the Akabir from their malfuzat, from their statements and there's a lot to take from here Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we read, we listen with the niyat of amal gathering for the sake of gathering is not going to bring the benefit but the niyat, niyat is extremely important the niyat, Allah Ta'ala must become pleased and the purpose that we have gathered for that this becomes a means of my Islam, for our Islam that must be uppermost in our hearts and minds so with that in mind inshallah we'll find great benefit in what is mentioned in these words of the Akavir so there's one Malfuz, which is a lengthy discussion, Mulaqab Bata'alim Abdiyate Kamila. It has been titled as The Teaching of How to Acquire Abdiyate Kamila, Total Servitude. And this is the real target and the purpose in life that how we can become totally the slaves of Allah Ta'ala hand over ourselves in total submission not partial submission entirely and totally how we can give ourselves to Allah Ta'ala Irshad farmaya ki agar haq ta'ala ne maal ata farmaya hai to tughyani se bachte rahe this lesson of abdiyat this probably was a branch of from some discussion that had been taking place at the time so this is part of that so as I started off by saying that if Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with wealth then he should be very careful not to become rebellious rebellious against Allah Ta'ala rebellious against the commands of Allah Ta'ala Huzur Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ne ummat par maal se khauf zahir farmaya irshad farmate hai Allahumma in a'udhu bika min ghinan yudghini Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has expressed his concern about the ummah and wealth 
that when wealth will come in the hands of the Ummah, Nabi Islam expressed his concern, what will the effect of this be? How will this be handled? In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, إِنَّ الْمَالَ حُلْوَةٌ خَضِرَةٌ Insan has certain things that he generally people feel very inclined towards. Something that is sweet, generally most people naturally feel some inclination towards it, enjoy the taste of something sweet. Then if it's a person who is in agriculture, in farming, and for that matter even if it's not his farm, he's not even but he passes a field which is green and lush. So that has a very great attraction. And especially a person who is in that field, that's what really grabs his heart. He sees it bare, that, that is his real depression moment. So Nabi Salaam says the whole dunya, this is its, how it appears. The whole dunya appears very sweet and very lush and green. That's how it appears. But what the reality of dunya is, not necessarily what it appears to be. Far away from that. But now because this appears to be very attractive, very enticing, generally every person feels inclined towards it. But the important thing is, like in the case of food, one is very very simple food very basic and simple food but very basic and simple food even a sick person can digest it easily therefore in fact when a person is not well then all the other rich food will be cut out of the system for now from the diets and he'll be given something very very simple very basic be some soup and it's some, some something even maybe dry very basic. Why? Because the digestive system is very weak. So now it's not going to be able to digest all the rich food. But the simple and basic food will easily digest. So this is in terms of physical digestion. So likewise the dunya in general, a person has to have a very strong spiritual digestion. Very strong spiritual digestion to be able to digest dunya correctly. Otherwise, now that, like that person who is ill and he's insisting on eating all the heavy things, rich food, and he's insisting on eating the spicy things because it tastes very nice. But the end result of it, he's now going to have running stomach and he's going to have all kinds of other complications. So likewise, if that spiritual digestion is not adequate to digest the dunya that a person has and that spiritual digestion is weak and now the person still tries to force feed it with dunya so the end result is going to be the running stomach of sin it's going to get involved in all kinds of masiyat because he can't handle it he doesn't know where to draw the line he doesn't know how to handle it correctly so the outcome of it is He's going to become proud, become arrogant, become very, very reckless in how he conducts his life. He's going to be unconcerned about people's feelings, situations, and all the list carries on.
What's the whole dis- the wealth itself is neither good nor bad. It's what a person makes of it. If he had a good digest, spiritual digestion, he would have made it a very great blessing and bounty for himself. And without that, it can lead in a completely different direction. So this is the point that Hazrat started mentioning. Tughiyani se bachte rahe. Huzoor sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ne ummat par maal se khauf zahir farmaya. Irshad farmate hai, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ghinan yutughini. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam expressed this fear about how will wealth affect the ummad. So he expressed it also in this one dua. These are duas that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made asking Allah ta'ala for himself. He was masoom, he was sinless. And there was no way that dunya could make any impact on him in any way. But Nabi Islam asked for himself was a lesson for us, lesson for the Ummad. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ghinan yut ghini. Allah, I seek your protection from such wealth which makes me rebellious, which makes me start rebelling, becoming obstinate, becoming sinful. Ya Allah, I seek your protection from such things. Because جب تغیانی آتی ہے تو انسان اندھا ہو جاتا ہے اور اپنے عیوب پر پردہ پر جاتا ہے when this تغیانی تغیانی is like you get the high tides in the oceans in the seas then when the water is coming at that high volume and speed so likewise with an insan this rebelliousness this creates a kind of peak within him in all his base qualities when that happens the person becomes blinded blinded to what? blinded to his own faults he cannot see his faults and somebody will try to explain to him he'll have an answer for everything there won't be anything that he won't have an answer for and he'll be able to just explain away anything and everything and apne hunar par nigah rehti hai all he can see is his own abilities his own achievements his skill his expertise so now his whole focus and his attention is only towards his own what he feels are his abilities his his uh, skill whatever expertise he has the result of this is jisse ujb aur takabbur ka marz ho jata hai and the result of this is he becomes engulfed in pride and in ujb, vanity. Nobody like me. I am number one. And he starts looking down on others as well. Everybody else is very, very low compared to myself. Hazrat Ahmadullah farmaya karte the ke baah se battar jaah hai. Kyunke baah ka mariz apne ko kamtar aur gunahgar samajhta hai. All the sins, whatever sin can ever occur on earth, the Mashayikh have categorized it into two, one of two categories. There's two, so to say, main titles, and the rest of it, everything is subtitles of it. So one is what the Mashayikh describe as Hubbul Jah. And the other is Hubbul Bah. Simply, one is all the sins that are related to the ego. And the other are sins related to lust. 
So any sin that will happen on earth, or has ever happened to, will be traced back to one of these two. And whatever a person does in his day-to-day life, whether it was something that he did in terms of how he dealt with somebody, or something that he did secretly behind closed doors, or whether how he did some business deal, or whatever it might be, something that crossed the line. Anything that was sinful, anything that was wrong, then all these wrongs, whichever wrong it might be, it will be traced back to one of these two things. It will either be traced back to the sins of the ego, related to the ego, or sins related to lust. For example, many things happen out of greed. This greed will trace itself back to the sin of lust. The lust for wealth, the lust for whatever it might be. So lust is not only in one particular dimension, it's a broad category. So now all these sins relate to this. Now generally, the sins related to lust, everybody understands the evil of it. And Allah forbid somebody got caught up in that, he too regards himself as a sinner. He feels within himself something, he knows what he's doing is wrong. And he himself feels lowly about himself. He's caught up in that, he's committing a very serious wrong, it's a major sin, it is disgusting, everything. But the person within himself at the same time is also realizing that I'm such a terrible person. Somebody tells him something and sometimes such a person, that's also shaitan's trap. A person is encouraged towards righteousness and say, you know, I'm already too far into it. I'm a goner. I'm already in such deep waters. So now he's regarding himself also in very deep waters. So that's shaitan's trap to keep him trapped there. That now, you know, I don't think I can ever make it. Everybody can make it. Provided we make the correct effort, we take the correct procedure, Allah Ta'ala's doors of Rahmat are open. Allah Ta'ala's doors of forgiveness are open as long as there's life. There's life, there's hope. But in any case, that person was involved in some sin relating to lust. He himself regards himself as a sinner. But the sins relating to the ego, very very often, a person is steeped into the sins of the ego and he still doesn't think anything is wrong with me. He feels there's no problem with me, the problem is with everybody else. Everyone else is the problem, I'm the only one without the problem. So very often the person who is steeped in a sin relating to the ego, one is that that is the problem within himself, and then the added thing is he'll be looking down upon everybody else, and finding fault with everyone else. The only person without fault will be himself. The greatest fault he'll find about himself is that I'm not perfect, that's all. I'm not perfect, I'm 99% maybe, not 100%. Rest of that, everybody else is that other 1%. So, this is the issue, Zahra says, that there are people who might be caught up in sins of the lust, but they are sometimes better off. Though that's terrible, it doesn't mean that that's anything small. But still better off than the person caught up in sins relating to ego. Because this person very often doesn't even think he's wrong. So he's going to make Tawbah. 
where he's going to find any remorse and regret in his heart. Whereas that is the essence of Toba, the remorse and regret. When he's thinking, I'm fine, nothing wrong with me, where he's going to be remorseful over anything, where he's going to make Toba. ہم کو خواہ کتنا ہی مال و دولت دیا گیا ہو لیکن ہم در حقیقت اللہ کے فقیر ہے حقیقی غنی صرف اللہ کی ذات ہے کانٹینوئنگ وی ہیز کومنسڈ دیٹ ویلتھ شوڈ نیور بی الاؤڈ ٹو کریٹ ریبلیسنیس نو میٹر ہاؤ مچ پرسن ہیز بین بلیسڈ ود ہاؤ مچ آف ویلتھ اللہ مائٹ ہیو گیون ہم ان ریالٹی وی آر آل اسٹل ٹوٹلی فقیر وی آر ویری ویری and completely total beggars we are totally poor in front of Allah Ta'ala. the only being that is completely independent is Allah Ta'ala. Allah is independent everyone else is totally dependent totally dependent on Allah Ta'ala's grace every moment in time دنیا میں روز مرہ کے مشاہدات ہے آج ایک شخص صدر مملکت ہے کل وہی مجبور ہو کر ہوٹل کا دکان کرتا ہے ہاؤ آفن ہاؤ آفن وی سی دس از ریگولرلی وی ویٹنس دس کائنڈ آف تھنگس سم بڈی ون ڈے ٹوڈے ہی از دا پرائم منسٹر آف اے کنٹری دا نیکسٹ ڈے از لوکنگ فار سم آٹ جاب بیکاز ہی ہیز بین ڈپوزڈ ہی از گون سم وے وٹ ایور دا کیس از وتل کل ایام الداولہ بین الناس اللہ تعالیٰ سیز دیز آر دا ڈیز ہاؤ وی انٹرچینج دیم Somebody is on top, the next day is at the bottom. Somebody is at the bottom, the next day is on top. This dunya, this is the way things happen. When this day does not stay in the same way, then it is clear that we are all in the same way. That the rules, the rules, and the rules are We see these changes happening all the time. So this is supposed to be deep down in our hearts that we don't have control over these situations. We think we are doing All these things are in the control of somebody else. All is everything in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Haq Ta'ala ishaad farmate hai Wallahu al-ghaniyu wa antum al-fuqara Allah alone is independent and every one of you is totally in need. Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Quran Sharif. Jab hum faqeer hai to humko maskanat se rehna chahe. Allah Himself has declared we are faqeer. So when a person is A faqeer, he is completely poor. Allah Ta'ala is declaring this. وَأَنْتُمُ الْفُقَرَاءَ So then what is behoving of him is to be humble. Person who, in one hadith sharif, it is mentioned, the three categories of people, they will not be, Allah will show no rahmah, mercy unto them. Now the three categories are mentioned, one of it is Ailun Mustakbirun Ailun Mustakbirun The person who is financially down and out, doesn't have any financial position also and is still very proud It doesn't mean that the person who is financially very high and if he's proud, it makes it fine What it actually is referring to is that he's a sin nevertheless But here the means of humility also were all available. That there was nothing apparently to create the pride. In that person's case, he got deceived by things around him. Which was no excuse. There was no excuse. 
but he got deceived by whatever his situation was. Here there wasn't even the things to deceive him. But despite that, the person is still showing pride and arrogance. This means that he has gone to another level of pride. In the same hadith, another category that's mentioned, Shaykhun Zanin. Person who's now reached old age, meaning advanced age, and he's still involved in zina. He's still involved in zina or whatever level. Meaning now, he's come to a period of time in life where even the physical situation is such that it should not be any more spurring him in any direction of this nature. Person in his youth, he's got no excuse either. Allah has provided all the means to insan to protect himself from everything Allah has forbidden. If it was not possible, then it means Allah still gave the command that don't do this. Whereas it's not possible for somebody to refrain, Allah is na'uzubillah zalim. That's what it tantamounts to. Sometimes a person says, this is impossible for me. It's impossible what? To stay away from the sin. So what are we, dis- what are we saying in, in that statement? What we are saying, na'uzubillah, Allah Ta'ala made this haram, but it's impossible for me to refrain. So na'uzubillah, Allah is zalim. A person tells a child, five-year-old child, that you carry this and take it somewhere. What is wanting to carry something 25 kilos? That child, his weight alone is 15 kilos. And now he wants him to carry 25 kilos. Anybody sees this or hears him saying this to that child, they say, you are committing zulm on this child. How can you do this? This child is not capable of carrying it. So something that that person is not capable of, it is not within his capacity. And you are still commanding him to do that. That is zulm. And Allah Ta'ala commanded the entire makhluk that look A, B, C, D, E, all these things are haram for everybody. Which means Allah Ta'ala has given the ability to every single person to be able to refrain from it. But if somebody who has the hands to carry something, he goes and chops it off, who's going to be responsible? So he weakened himself, he has to strengthen himself, Allah gave him the ability. So Allah Ta'ala made certain things haram, Allah gave insan the ability, the strength to be able to restrain. But if he weakens himself, he's eating poison and weakening himself, then he's going to be answerable for that. So Allah Ta'ala gave the command to every single person that he should be humble because he's faqir in front of Allah Ta'ala. So now when he realizes this, I'm totally dependent on Allah Ta'ala. Everything I have is Allah Ta'ala's gift and bounty and Allah can take it when He wants to. So now this is meant to, should be creating humility, not pride. So this is what is required of insan to have maskanat and humility. Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ne irshad farmaya ke aisha masakin ke baas betha karo aur unse mohabbat rakha karo isse maskanat peda hogi. Nabi Sallallahu sit with the poor. This will create love for them and will also create humility in you. That associate with the poor, this will create humility in you. And this is such a great requirement. It's such a fundamental need that a person develops humility and removes pride and arrogance, haughtiness, because these things become a very, very great problem. Hazrat Father says, Baaz logo mein sang dili hoti hai. That some people are hard-hearted. These are 
majalis that used to take place for the muridin, for those who had presented themselves for Islam. So now when this is the purpose, sometimes these mashayikh used to, in their majalis, they used to undertake operations as well, that things used to be spelt out as they are. The purpose was not to pass any kind of uh, sarcastic comment about anybody, or to try and taunt anyone, Nauzubillah. This member is not a place to be sitting and taunting anyone. This is something to be very afraid about. The purpose is purely Islam. Benefit, our own benefit, others benefit. So therefore these aspects should be discussed in this manner. So that today we too could be sitting here and taking the same lesson. So this is saying that Baaz Logom is sang dili hoti hai. Some people are hard hearted. Jiska asar ye hota hai ke unke akhlaq mein khushunat dil azari makhluk par jabar ka hona narmi ka na hona apne tarz kalam se logo ki tahqeer karna aam taur se har shakhs se badgumani aur aitraaz choton par shafqat aur rehmat ki kami apne baro ki izzat aur takreem ke bajaye apne waqar wa jaah ki talab logo ki ghibat isi par ehsaan kiya to us ehsaan ka idhar udhar tazkira karke apne ehsaan ki ishaad karna Subhanallah. This list is not finishing off. And where it started off from? Hard-heartedness. That when there's hard-heartedness, then the list of the negatives don't seem to finish. Al-Gharz is a shakshki akhlaq se logo ko aksar aziyat ponchti rehti hai. I'm seeing this hard-heartedness, what it refers to? That such a person, in his akhlaq, there's a lot of Khushunad, meaning he has a rough way about things, rough with people around him. There is a kind of hard manner and approach. Dil Azari, he very easily hurts people's feelings. He's very, very oppressive sometimes on people. There's no softness in his nature. In his manner of speaking also, he'll be humiliating others, running them down. Generally, he'll have badgumani with people. The smallest thing will trigger a negative thought in his mind about what the person's intentions is, what the person's purpose is, something or the other, there'll be badgumani. The smallest thing, he'll associate things which are not associated. And he'll link up two and two and get twenty-two. Because he will two and two, twenty-two also looks the same. But it's two plus two, only adds up to four. But he made it twenty-two, took the plus out. So now that somehow he'll link up something or the other, and he'll have badgumani, he'll have objections all the time. There will be very limited and very little shafqat and compassion. And there'll be very hardly any rahmat and mercy and compassion in his heart. Rather than respecting and honoring his elders, he'll be wishing that he be respected. He be given that honor, he be given that recognition. There will be constant ghibat. If he perchance did some good to somebody, then there will come a mention of it repeatedly here and there. And he will be advertising the good that he did to somebody. And generally there will be a lack of ikram of the believers. Al-gharz aise shakhs ke akhlaq se logo ko aksar aziyat pahunchti rehti hai. In short, such a person, generally people are all the time finding some harm from him, some difficulty, some pain. Some problem or the other they experience through him.
So all this comes down to the hard-heartedness. So further there's some ashar in between. But then Hazrat says that is patsar pan or dil kharash akhlaq ka ilaj kya hai? This is the result of this hard-heartedness. What is the ilaj? What is going to soften this hard ground? What is the treatment for it? Kunu ma'as-sadiqeen kisi sachche Allah wale ki sohbat ikhtiyar karo. That accompany some true Allah wala, this is the effect that will come that this hard ground will soften up. This is the ilaj. Agar tum sang khara aur sang marmar ho, lekin jab kisi sahibi dil ki sohbat mein poncho ge, to moti ban jao ge. In Farsi, the word Farsi, the word sang dili, hard heartedness. Sang dil, hard hearted. So the sang, the word sang is from Farsi, but the word also is for stone. So now there's various different kinds of stone that are start off in the same manner. Like for example, sang marmar, marble. I was saying if you are stone, but you are stone like marble, meaning so hard like marble, nothing can penetrate. But be in the company of some Allah wala, you might still remain a stone, but you become a diamond. So maybe the stone will still be a stone, but not that stone which is now not allowing anything to penetrate, it will shine. It will become a diamond. Magar is sohbat se murad kya hai? So the ilaj and the treatment and remedy is to be in the company and in the sohba of the Ahlullah. But this is what does this refer to? Sohbat, what does it mean? What is referred to by being in the company of the pious? What it means is min wa an halat se ittila kare. That whatever a person's halat are, whatever his spiritual conditions are, whatever his issues might be, he expresses it exactly as it is. Min wa an, exactly as it is, he expresses it. Koi marz, koi ab poshidana rakhe. He doesn't try to hide any disease, spiritual disease, any fault. He doesn't try to hide that. Sab kehde. Aur uski tadbir par amal kare. He explain everything as is. And then whatever advice is given, then he follows that advice. This is the ilaj. And this will remove that hard-heartedness. And this will soften this hard ground. Hazrat Rahmatullah Ali farmaya karte te. This is Hazrat Shah Abdul Ghani Rahmatullah He is explaining that Hazrat Thanvi Rahmatullah He used to keep explaining Jar tamam amraz ki kibar tak pounchti hai That all these spiritual illnesses The root of it is pride The root of it all is pride Apne nafse husne zan kabhi na karna chahe Never ever have any good thoughts about one's nafs Good thoughts we have about everybody else. But one's own nafs never have any good thoughts. Khasari dunya tarif kare. Even if the whole world starts praising you, saying don't ever have any good thoughts about yourself. Be very, very conscious about the nafs that this is a very dangerous thing, very subtle. Wow, Rum Rahmatullah one of the other Kabir is there saying that this nafs is like a snake. Maurum Rahmatullah gives the incident, well-known incident. This one woodcutter, he went out and he went to chop wood in the winter. So he found one snake lying there also. 
But the snake was because of the severe winter was frozen stuff. So he brought the snake and came as well. Huge serpent. But now it was like, like dead. Because it was frozen. He was boasting about what a... How brave he is. Look I brought this, caught this whole snake. Myself. And whatever else. And then he just came and left it lying in his room. Where there was a fire also. But now as the fire, the heat of the fire started thawing out the snake. The first person it bit was his woodcutter who was lying there in ghaflat. So likewise this nafs sometimes. Due to being in the right environment for a while. Person spent some time in Atikaf. The month of Ramadan came. He went out in Jamaat. He spent his time in some good company. He spent his time doing some good. So this, it suppresses the nafs to a point sometimes. Person starts feeling very very good about himself. And thinking I have already reached some situation and position. I am now immune. I don't have to be bothered too much. I have become quite smart now in the spiritual field. So I can now indulge in the smartphone very easily. Before he knows it, that nafs has already bitten him. And Allah forbid from where to where. So this is what Hazrat explains was, اپنے نفس سے خسن زن کبھی نہ کرنا چاہے خاص ساری دنیا تعریف کرے the whole world can praise you don't ever regard your nafs as in a good way, in a positive manner کیونکہ معاملہ دنیا والوں سے نہیں ہے معاملہ تو صرف اللہ سے ہے at the end of the day it's not going to be the people of the world that's going to judge us, judge us. in dunya people judge us either way whether somebody says we're very good and somebody says we are very bad, that's not going to be the basis on which something is going to happen. What is the decision of Allah Ta'ala? Our matter is with Allah Ta'ala. On the day of Tiamat, Allah Ta'ala says somebody is good and is passed, then he can celebrate, then he can jump for joy. But if day he fails, and the whole world is saying he's very great, what's the benefit? That's where it's really the issue. اور اس کا فیصلہ مرنے کے بعد معلوم ہوگا that will only know whether we are good or not after death پس مرنے سے پہلے اپنے کو سب سے زیادہ گنہگار بتر ارزل نالائق سمجھنا چاہے while we still have life regard ourselves as the lowest of everybody the worst of everyone اگر کسی کی بدعملی سے اس کی حقارت ذہن میں آنے لگے تو فوراں سوچے اس شخص کا خاتمہ اگر ایمان پر ہوا اور میرا نہ ہوا تو میری یہ حالت اس کی بد عملی سے اعتبار انجام کے بدتر ہے سمٹائم جی سی سمبڈی ڈوئنگ سمتنگ رونگ دیٹ رونگ از رونگ بٹ اف یو اسٹارٹ لوکنگ ڈاؤن اپون دا پرسن ون از ٹو لک ڈاؤن اپون دا سن دیٹس نیسیسری بٹ اف یو اسٹارٹ لوکنگ ڈاؤن اپون دا پرسن اف ہیز If that comes in the heart, that this person is a lowly person, immediately bring to mind that I don't know what's the end result. His end result might be very good, and if my end result is not good, then in the end, at the end of the day, he's far better than me. So on what basis I'm looking down at him? I don't have any guarantee about my own situation, or about his situation either. Khatma ka khauf kisi se behtar na samajne dega. When a person is concerned about how his end will come and is all the time concerned that I hope and I wish and he's making efforts that I don't have a bad ending that will forever keep him away from ever thinking of himself as better than anybody else. 
Because till that end doesn't come, he has no idea how he'll finish off. And if he doesn't finish off well, Allah forbid what is his going to be his position. Arifin to apne ko janwaro se bhi battar samajhte hai. Those are the two Arifin who have the true wealth of Marifat. They regard themselves even lower than animals. How come? They are insan, ashraful makhluqat, and they regard themselves lower than animals, not in the present moment. That Allah forbid, Allah forbid, if my end is not on iman, then that animal is better off, because it won't get any azab in akhirat. And the person who left this world without iman is in perpetual azab. So not at the present moment, but out of fear that Allah forbid if I don't leave this dunya with iman, then what's going to be my end result? The Sahaba Ikram, they used to be fear, full of fear of this. We take it for granted that our ticket in Jannah is already booked, our place in Jannah is already reserved. And we are fearless about how we conduct ourselves. But people who had this marifat, the Sahaba Ikram, the Awliya Izzam, they were all the time in this, in this fear and concern. And they would be constantly making an effort, making dua for husn khatima. Making dua for death on iman and a good death and good moth. Nafs ki har wakt dekbal karta rahe. Nafs ki chal bari barik aur khufya hoti hai. says all the time be vigilant about the nafs. The deception of the nafs is very very subtle. The nafs is not blatant in how it goes about its whatever it wants to do in deceiving a person. Very very subtle. Very deceptive. Bol chal mein, utne, betne mein, aankho ke tewar mein nafs shariq ho jata hai. Sometimes in the way a person speaks, sometimes in, the, in his movements, in his actions, sometimes in just his facial expressions, the nafs comes and does its job. The nafs gets, it's the person, somehow the nafs got involved in that. And meaning that he did that which was prompted by the nafs. Just sometimes that facial expression. That customer came and one customer he was very very just straight faced. Another customer came and bought less. But he wasn't so straight faced. He was different now. There were some different expressions. Some very nice expressions also. So now what prompted that? That first customer bought more in fact. The bigger customer. But he smiled less. This customer bought less and he smiled more. Something must have motivated it. Sometimes it's the nafs that motivated it. Because this person now was some female. So now he's talking very nicely too. And he's making it sound like it's purely business. But there's some other business involved also. Now this is the evil of the nafs. In that one moment, the nafs comes in between and from what to what it makes a person do and how it gets involved in all his actions. Just sometimes not even an action, just a facial expression. Jisse abdiyat, yani gulami ki shan jati rehti hai. And when this nafs came in between, then the servitude, this no more remains in the way it should be. Then the servitude is seriously dented. Arifin, yani Allah wale har waqt, apne labo lehja, raftar o guftar, 
الفاظ کے استعمال میں اپنی دل کی نیت ٹٹولتے رہتے ہیں اللہ والفین ان دیر ویری تھون ان دیر ورڈ ان دیر مین آف اسپیکنگ دے کیپ چیکنگ دیر نیت دا ورڈ آر یوزنگ وائی از مائی نیت ٹو ان اللہ تعالیٰ پلیجر وائی ایم ٹرائنگ ٹو اٹریکٹ سم بڑی ایلس دا تھون دیٹ آئی ایم یوزنگ از دس تھون بیکاز آئی وانٹ ٹو پلیز اللہ تعالیٰ وائی ایم ٹرائنگ ٹو اٹریکٹ سم بڑی ایلس آل دا ٹائم this is the concern and they are checking their niyat all the time in all these aspects abdiyat aasan nahi hai har waqt isi tarash wa kharash mein udherpan mein allah walon ki zindagi guzarti hai this is not a straightforward thing that a person will become the abd of allah tbaraka wa taala in totality complete servitude will be achieved without any effort the true allah walas their entire life continues in this in the scratching all the time in the scratching their hearts to try and ascertain what's inside like sometimes something now you can't just see it from the surface so now you're scratching beneath the surface to see what's there so now they're scratching within themselves all the time their whole life comes out in the scratching their whole life comes out in the scratching their hearts and the person who doesn't have this marifat he's mashallah at so much of ease i'm fine i'm done I am accomplished. I have nothing to fear. And those who have this marifat, they got no peace. They are constantly scratching within themselves. They are smiling and laughing with everybody sometimes. But within their hearts, there is this constant scratching. This is the heart of the Arifin. Allah Ta'ala bless us with that heart as well. There's much more here, inshallah, Allah gives tawfiq on some other occasion. We'll continue with it. The lesson, there's so many things that have come in the short portion of this malfuz that was recited, read, that this was the concern of these Allah-Wallahs of how to keep themselves away from the nafs, from the treachery of nafs and shaitan, how to keep continuing to go, get closer to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, save oneself from pride, from arrogance, from haughtiness, try to develop the correct akhlaq. This is the source of every goodness. Good akhlaq is the source of every goodness. And the absence of good akhlaq will be the source of everything in the negative. This is the essence of it. That the person who has been blessed with good akhlaq, this will take him to every goodness. And otherwise, very difficult so the thing to develop is akhlaq that is the thing to develop other things are sometimes very much easier very very much easier in fact if a person starts exerting himself then gradually he becomes very accustomed to some a'mal which are found generally to be difficult somebody wakes up very early for tahajjud mashallah excellent after a while initially it might have been very much a mujahada but soon it becomes a pleasure. He can't remain asleep at that time then. So that becomes easy for him. Forget easy, becomes a pleasure. But akhlaq, that's where the ongoing mujahada is. That is where the ongoing mujahada is. And that who, the person who has developed that akhlaq, the door is open for him. The whole path is open for him. Allah Ta'ala bless us with that good akhlaq. Allah Ta'ala bless us with all the um, akhlaq hasana and cleanse us and purify us from the akhlaq razila all the base base qualities allah taala make us his true servants 
this complete abdi had come into our lives and become the true and loyal servants of Allah at every moment we have a few moments to continue with dua inshallah after the maghrib salah salatu salam and zikr